You are listening to a podcast from The National. 2017 was seen as a watershed for the tech ecosystem in the UAE and wider Gulf region. Amazon bought Souq.com, more than half a billion dollars was invested into hundreds of startups, and the entrepreneurial fire was truly stoked. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast from the National's newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. Now, it's been over a year since that landmark Souq Amazon deal. And this month, November, will feature a number of events and conferences that will draw in uh, regional international VCs, other types of investors, startups. They'll take stock of where we've arrived and what the future might hold for the sector. Now, already in 2018, we've seen a number of high-profile fundraising rounds, not least last month when Kareem pulled in $200 million, valuing it at $2 billion. wasn't long ago when it was the first unicorn in the region at the billion-dollar mark, and now it seems to have doubled that. So there's definitely growth. Um, We've seen, uh, certainly in the retail space in terms of e-commerce, a lot of growth since the Souq Amazon transaction, an aggressive launch by Mohammed Alibar's Noon.com seems to be everywhere, um, making a really big push. They've done a tie-up with eBay, amongst other initiatives. And so and we've seen more broadly other kinds of more traditional investors get in in the digital space. I think that exit last year for Souq investors showed that if you invest wisely and if you grow your business and scale it up that you can get the returns that you might have otherwise got from uh, sectors that were perhaps not driven by the digital space. Having said that though there is a wider economic picture the UAE the wider region the last few years growth has not been as stellar as it has been in previous years so perhaps uh, businesses bricks and mortar if you like are looking around and saying what can we do in the digital space to give us back uh, those growth rates that we had become accustomed to. So going forward, we could see where investment in the digital space, coupled with perhaps a return uh, to a more expansive economy, a faster rate of growth for a number of reasons over the next couple of years, and we could see another potential uh, boom of activity. Now, to get an illustration of how things have been over the last uh, 18 months and and, and before that as well, um, we were joined uh, earlier this week in the uh, podcast studio by Bana Shamali. She's the founder of the home services marketplace servicemarket.com. They recently raised $4 million in their latest funding round, which included Imar Industries and Investments, a new investor for them. Now, Bana explained to me more about why online marketplaces are proving to be something that investors like, as well as how she's been able to scale her company over the last five years and what the changing landscape means on the ground from the point of view of an entrepreneur in the UAE. We're a platform that connects uh, users to service providers for any uh, home service that you need. So you can get on the site, you can look at the different service providers, compare them based on their ratings and reviews, and book your home service online. We cover 35 different home services, so starting from moving to a new home, cleaning it, maintaining it, gardening, etc. So, uh, yeah, that's what we do in a nutshell. And you're in the UAE, but you're also in the wider region as well. Yes, we launched in Dubai five years ago, uh, but since then we've grown to eight different cities in the region. Um, we're fully developed here in Dubai, but in the different cities, we're just we're quite new. This sounds like the business may have, the seed of it might have been, I've got a problem, I need to solve it. No one's solving it, so I'm going to. Is that essentially what, what, exactly. m- what made you launch it? Um, well, uh, 
it wasn't well, obviously, living here in Dubai, everyone here is an expat. You come in, you've arrived to a new city and you obviously need to move to a new home. Um, where do you look? You start to ask your friends. There was really nothing available in Dubai at the time when we started. And five years ago, um, there was a lot of digitization for things like products. So you could buy shoes online, you could buy clothes online, you could get music online. But no one had inv innovated a way for you to find and buy services online. So we started with a concept of saying, okay, let's find, make it easy for people to find and book a service online. We started with moving because moving was quite popular in the real estate boom in 2013 when we started. And since then, we've been adding more and more home services. Um, yeah. That's do, you, do, you, do you think you're a service provider or are you a tech company or are you a bit of both? I mean, how, how, just, just to kind of get a flavor of, of your culture in, mm -hmm. inside your business. Yeah. So we're, we're not a service provider. We're a marketplace. So the customer comes onto our platform and can choose the service provider that they, they want based on the ratings, um, the quotes that they get on the platform. Um, so we allow people to have full choice. Uh, however, that said, like as we mature and as we start to offer services for thousands and thousands of customers every month, customers still see us as a point of, um, let's say, a place where they can go, go to to raise complaints, to raise issues with the service provider that they found through our platform. So we still take, although we don't provide the service ourselves, we take customer feedback very uh, seriously and we make sure that we continue to curate our marketplace to make sure that everyone gets a good customer experience. So most recently you raised more financing. It was a $4 million funding round from um, Imar Industries and Investment and AdVenture. And, and we'll talk a little bit about sort of the nature of those investors, but the, that indicates, and, and feel free to give me a valuation for the business if you want to, but um, if if $4 million is anything to go by, it seems like you, in the five years you've scaled up pretty quickly as a marketplace. Yes. So we've been very lucky. We've uh, over the course of the last five years, we've raised a total of $8 million into the business. And our last round, uh, which was our Series B, was a $4 million round just from AdVenture and MR. Um, we're very excited about this last round because, first of all, AdVenture has joined us in three in two previous rounds. So they continue to double down on their investment every time, which is a good indication that, yes, we are scaling, we are successful, we are kind of moving towards profitability much more and more. And in the last round, we're also quite happy because we have a new investor that's joined our pool, and that's MR Industries and Investments. Um, and that's a great thing because they're not a VC. They're a more traditional investment firm. Um, but they are also seeing the opportunity in the digital space. Um, and it's very exciting to have both a venture capital uh, player like AdVenture on board and MR Industries and Investments. So, you, I mean, any business would be pleased to see that they're broadening their investor base. Um, and it seems, you know, like you said, the, the idea that returning investors are giving a vote of confidence mm -hmm. in your business. And first of all, it'd be interesting to know what is it they like most? Because you, you know, to the uninitiated who might say, well, if you're a marketplace, couldn't I take $8 million tomorrow and set up at the, a marketplace at the similar scale? Are there barriers to entry? What, what is it that specifically marks you guys out that would, would encourage that kind of investment? So I think, first of all, investors in general like marketplaces. Uh, marketplaces are quite interesting because they're kind of asset light. There isn't a huge amount of investment that goes into operations. It's really around connecting user to, to a service provider. 
And that there's a real need for that. And uh, we do create a lot of value by making it a lot easier for customers to find companies and companies to find their customers as well. So I think the concept, the marketplaces tend to be quite attractive in this in this space. Specifically for service market, we've been, um, I think, monetized from day one. So there's a lot of startups that are running around saying, okay, the service is going to be completely free for the first five years, and then we'll figure out monetization. We were actually quite, uh, 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 we had revenues from day one, and we were quite close to profitability from day one. So that made us quite attractive in the beginning. And then you need to prove that your concept can scale. So we've been growing multiple fold every year. Um, and that's a lot of pressure on our team, but that's something that we need to keep delivering to make sure that investors continue to be excited and continue to double down on the investment. And so with Imar um, Industries and Investments coming in, as you said, not necessarily a pure VC. Um, they have, Imar's a huge company with interests in real estate and elsewhere, hotels, hospitality. Um, and it's not the, the only investment they've made in this in this kind of space. But did you have to alter the way you were going out to raise finance to bring them in or was it a bit more organic did they were they coming around and saying we like what you're doing we like what we see we want to talk to you about about perhaps taking a, a piece of the business so um it was definitely a more organic discussion we were not we did not actually instinctively think about pitching to mr industries for our uh, fundraise at the time so it happened through just introductions and an organic conversation. And we actually started showing them the results of what were actu was actually happening within MR communities. We were showing them how their own tenants were actually using service market, giving us very good ratings and reviews. Um, so that was very interesting insight for them because they have all this information around how properties are being bought and sold, but we had all this data around how people were using their properties, what issues they had uh, living in the home, etc. And that's how it really started. And then when we actually went to fundraise, they said that they would be interested, uh, essentially, and they 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 delivered that through uh, MR Industries and Investments. And and so you 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 have adventures that you, you said they're a returning investor, you're comfortable with them, they're comfortable with you. Um, and you, I guess you've been managing upwards and downwards of the business um, quite consistently. Now you have a, a new type of investor coming in with obviously certain expectations based on your discussions. Does that change how you have to manage upwards, Banner, as, 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 as someone running the business? And also does it change how you manage the business operationally day to day? So we've been lucky uh, even to date, even with the with the last round that they've given the founders the full flexibility to run the day to day. Um, I think as we've grown and we've raised more and more uh, into the business, we've had to become a bit more formal. So yes, now we have formal board meetings where we actually have uh, things that we need to discuss and take decisions on. It's no longer me uh, deciding on where the company goes, but I still think that's a good thing for the business right now. Um, it's the right balance between feeling like you have the support of your investor, investors, you do have some oversight, but you have full flexibility to um, do what you think is right for your own business. So your governance has changed. Yes. essentially. Um, and how does that filter through in terms of the, the rest of the business? Does that, does, does that mean that your your culture, you know, down to the, the grassroots of, of how you work is also affected positively and otherwise? 
I think it's it's changed, but I think it's because our, the size of our business has changed rather than it being driven top down by these investors. So we're at a stage where we do need to put in much more formal processes. We need to kind of codify our knowledge in the company. Um, we need to outline all the scenarios in which people can take decisions on their own versus check with their superiors at work, etc. So the business is becoming more for, uh, formalized, uh, but I think that's because of the scale of the of the company. We're serving thousands of customers every month. And so we need to become a bit more formal and regimented in the way we work. Um, And when it comes down to that reputation, I guess now is is, uh, your investors are tied into the reputation of service market. You're dealing with thousands of people. Um, that that's got to that's got to be such a sharp learning curve, right? And 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 there's no one type of person in the, in in the, whether the UAE or the wider region. Mm. Everyone has their own kind of criteria of what they think good service is. Exactly, it's very. I mean, obviously, yes, everyone. Uh, we we help people find book their services online, and so exactly that people have varying definition of what a clean house is, or what a perfect move is, or what they expect from a handyman when they show up. So. Um, we are, I think one thing that I try to push a lot in our team is obsession around customer feedback. So, um, I personally am still CC'd on every single customer survey that goes out. I see the responses. I physically sit next to the call center so I can continuously hear what customers are saying, because I think that's one of the biggest risks of when you start to become really big, you can very quickly start losing um, touch with the voice of the customer and making sure that we're obsessed around collecting customer feedback is uh, is one thing that I'm pushing in my team. Um, and we have to differentiate ourselves with uh, by being a better service uh, provider than anyone else because really there is no other way to differentiate yourself. It is a service. You have to be good at delivering that service. And that's something that we're always focused on. And I'm not sure that, that, that in the Middle East we've, we're necessarily the best at, at delivering service. I mean, I mean, it's some countries, I mean, I will, I will, I'll single out Lebanon as saying possibly the best customer service in the region. Other countries, I won't name them, but possibly not quite as good. But um, we're good at trading. We're good at buying for a dollar, selling for two. Um, does that, how do you sort of, I guess, focus the strengths of being in the UAE versus maybe some of the drawbacks in terms of building a brand that can stand on its own two feet, you know, ultimately, I assume globally, not just in the Middle East, right? So, I mean, I think, so I think customers want good service. And whenever I chat with the service providers who are registered on our platform, they want to know how they can improve their service delivery and our platform by, by collecting all these reviews and all these ratings at the end of the service, we give all that information back to the service providers and they've never had a way to meaningfully and formally capture that customer feedback. So as a platform to them, we create a lot of value. Um, so we tell them, here are the things that you're doing really well. Here are the things that you can improve. And our the average service provider on our platform is an owner with two trucks or a few team members who go and conduct moves or, you know, do maintenance jobs at home, they they don't have the capability of improving their customer service systematically. So we allow them to do that. And so with this marketplace, they're continuously competing against each other on service, not on price, which is a 
great thing. And they continuously get feedback through us on how they can improve. So we're trying through kind of operating this marketplace to raise the standard of customer service within home services in the UAE and take take everything that we've learned and, and export that to other cities in the region as well. So, I mean, you're a consumer service provider. Are there opportunities beyond the consumer for you as you guys grow, do you think? We're right now focused on consumers. There's this whole other market that we're not tapped into yet, which is kind of the B2B, which is there's tons of offices and buildings that need help and services as well. We haven't started that yet. Uh, Our fundraise right now is about focusing on the consumer side, but never say never. It could be something for us later on. Bana Shamali, thanks so much for being with us. It's been really insightful and wish you all the luck with servicemarket.com. Thank you so much, Mustafa. Thank you. Uh, that was Bana Shamali, the founder of servicemarket.com. And this has been an episode of The Business Extra. All that remains is to tell you about The National's other podcasts, Beyond the Headlines and The Cricket Pod. You can subscribe to both those shows as well as this one on Apple Podcasts or pretty much any of your favorite podcasting apps. Find us as always at thenational.ae. Let me thank our producers for this episode, Karma Garung and Andrew Scott. Thank you all for listening and do join us again next time.